Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolf. As with everything in America, the price of new mobile homes and newer or used mobile homes just keeps going up. And that presents a particular dilemma for mobile home park buyers when they have park-owned homes that come with that mobile home park and deciding whether to demolish those or not. This is Frank Rolf with the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. We're going to talk about saving those old park-owned homes that often come along when you buy a mobile home park. Mom and Pop had these homes. They bought it from residents who might have uh, needed to move and they bought them inexpensively or maybe someone died and the estate gave it to the park owner. Regardless of where they come from, one of the first things you have to decide when you buy the mobile home park is do I demolish them or do I try and bring them back to life, get them sold, put somebody back in them and get that lot rent restarted? So the first question when you approach this project is, are those old homes worthy of saving? And there's pretty much two qualifications that make a home fall into the category of worthy or not worthy. The first one is the floor plan. Early mobile homes started at eight foot in width. Then they moved from eight to 10, from 10 to 12, from 12 to 14. A 14 is kind of the gold standard. At a 14 foot width on a mobile home, the room sizes are appropriate and they're similar enough to modern homes that people like living in them. When it comes to things such as a king size bed in the master bedroom, you got to have a 14-foot wide mobile home. When it comes to having just what we all consider to be a pleasant place to live, once again, you've got to have a 14-foot home for the most part. And what that means is the 8 and the 10 and the 12 sometimes just do not present a floor plan that's worthy of saving. The 8 almost always. The 10 most of the time. And the 12, well, at least you're close enough to the 14 that you're almost within shooting distance, but you're still not quite there. On top of that, you have the length of the home, just the general layout of the home. Remember that pre-HUD, before 1976, there were hundreds of people building mobile homes, hobbyists for the most part, some building only one home a year. And they did it their own way, to quote Frank Sinatra. And some people put a lot of thought and a lot of good design elements in it, others did not. So the first issue simply is, is this a home that if I put the money in to make it happen, is that going to be something that someone's going to want to live in. And if the answer is, nope, no one want to live in that thing, no matter how well it's restored, well, then don't, don't bother putting your money into fixing it. The next is the condition of the home. How much work does it need? Sometimes you'll go in a home from the 1960s and it's immaculate. It's a museum piece. Everything is working. There's not a tear or a scratch on it. And you can have another mobile home that's maybe from the 1980s that is just beat to death. That resident let the water run and leak in the hot water heater area and in the sink and maybe had a roof leak and between water intrusion and just generally poor maintenance and rough and tough living conditions, that home is going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars to bring it back to life. So the first issue you have to decide on any old home you're even contemplating bringing back to life is, is it worth doing? Do you really want to put that much money into it? Is it really a home that when you put the money in, someone is going to want to buy? The next issue is the opportunity cost of your capital and bringing it back to life. Now, when you put a dollar in that old mobile home, that's a dollar you could put it in a different home. 
So if you put money into an old home, more than likely you will certainly lose money with it. If you put in $10,000 in an old home, you're not going to probably get $10,000 back. You might be able to get a few thousand dollars for that home, but you're going to probably end up at the end of the day having capital erased. And what if you instead put that money into a home where you don't lose any money? What if you just scrap that home and bring in a new home or a newer home that you can get financed 100% by an, a finance company through the manufacturer? Cash program from 21st Mortgage is such a program. Performance Equity Partner, PEP, also has a program. These allow you to floor plan homes on your lots, both new and used, at basically 100% where you have no out-of-pocket cost. So that's something you have to consider. So do I want to go ahead and put those thousands of dollars in that older used home, or do I want to instead put it into a newer home to go on that same lot? The next issue is, what can your customers afford? Going back to the item, the issue of 21st Mortgage, Cash Program, or PEP, or a similar lender, can they qualify? Can your customers actually do it? Those, those lenders are going to be looking for roughly three times that housing cost in income. In some parks, that's an easy bar to jump over. In others, it's almost impossible. We had a mobile home park once. Down the street, we brought in a number of new homes through the cash program, and every single applicant, every single home had sailed through. We were 100% occupancy. We had another park down the street. Thought we'd follow the same guideline. We brought in some new homes, and we couldn't get those things out the door no matter what we did. We just kept doing application after application. Nobody qualified. So that park, we then knew we couldn't be bringing in new homes. We could only be bringing in used homes. And there's some parks where they can't even qualify for the used homes. So if you want to restart the clock, if you want to get your lot rent in those situations, you would have to actually just rehab the old homes you have, sell them for cash at a low cost. Because even though customers can't afford the lot rent, they can't afford much more than that. Also, going back to the cash program and PEP, can you get in those programs? Most of those lenders have minimum requirements, either a certain size number of lots or number of vacant lots. It all stems back to the fact that if they underwrite a park owner to get in the program, they want to know they're going to do a certain amount of business. So you may not be able to get into those programs at all. Another issue is, where is the home in relation to the park? It's not a big issue, but if the home, this old home, this old park-owned home you're pondering bringing back to life, happens to be located right at the entrance, it may not be a good idea to do so. The problem is, if I bring that home back to life in that location, it may drag down the overall value of the park. It's just not fair in the life that, that not all mobile home locations are treated equally. If you have an older home that's in the middle of a block, well, you hardly even see it. All you see is just the front of the home as you drive by. But if it's right at the entrance on either side, it's one of the most prominent features. And you can go in there and you can landscape that entrance and put up a beautiful sign and redo the roads. And it still spoils it all as far as the overall seeming value to an appraiser or a banker or a future buyer or a city inspector or a customer if you've got some old home sitting there. Even if you repaint it and reskirt it, the simple fact of the matter is your park's entrance the first impression would be elevated if you had a shingle, vinyl, newer styled home there. 
And there may be other considerations when pondering should you bring that old home back to life. For example, does it have a title? In some states, you can't sell or rent a mobile home in the absence of a title. And often, mom and pops don't know where the titles are to these older homes. So what's at stake is if you put money into that home in the absence of the title, you can't do anything with it when you're done. Now, in other places, you can. Some states have much more lenient title requirements. In fact, in some states, all you have to do when you sell the home is promise if the title ever comes into your name, that you'll give it to the buyer. But that's another thing that you would want to check out. Now, you got to take everything I just talked about. you got to add it all together like a, a delicious bowl of chili here. Because all of these ingredients, the sum of all of that will tell you whether you need to be bringing old homes back to life or not. And not all old homes are the same. You may not say, well, I'm going to save every old home I have. That may not be a smart decision. Every home should be treated on a case-by-case basis. What's the floor plan? What's the condition? What will it cost to bring it back? What else can my customers afford? Not all parts of America are created equally when it comes to mobile home parks. There's some parts where customers are more affluent and they're much more demanding and they don't want those old homes. And there's other parts of America where those old homes are considered highly desirable. So the key is you got to match this decision to your customer base. At the end of the day, that's what's really going to tell you whether you will succeed or fail with those old used homes or even newer homes. Can people afford the newer style of home? Do they really need the newer style of home or will they just prefer having something that's eminently more affordable? Remember that mobile home parks are all about affordability. We're in the affordable housing sector. So as a result, we need to always be watching how can we provide a housing option, a detached housing option for our customers at the lowest possible cost. And many times that's reflected in bringing those older mobile homes back to life. This is Frank Roth, Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing. 